Hey guys, it's Cassie Marina and I am back this week with a fresh new podcast episode and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to pop in to let you know how grateful I am for you clicking play on today's episode and each and every time you have listened to the podcast thus far. Whether you have been a lurking listener or have shared the podcast, I appreciate you for rallying alongside here with me. I know I have not been as active here lately, but that doesn't mean I have abandoned the podcast or no longer doing the podcast. I absolutely actually love doing this podcast. It's actually really a labor of love. But as I focus on other aspects of my business that has greater priority at this time, growing my YouTube channel and generally having a great business year thus far, which I am eternally grateful, and a lot of life and business experiences that are happening, that means I have tons of insights to share with you here on this podcast, which will come soon. Lately, I have been creating content for the podcast via live recordings of the podcast over on Instagram. So whether you have tuned in live or watched the replay in IG, on IGTV or not, it's totally fine. There will always be podcast content because the fact is we love podcasts. We love podcasts because we can listen on the go when doing laundry and other chores while running your errands or simply just while you're relaxing drinking tea or coffee apparently that's a thing for some people so without further delay let's dive in to this week's podcast with the brilliant Jalisa Jump. Welcome to Tea Time, the podcast. I am Cassie Marina, fondly known as the Branding Queen, and I am a digital branding expert helping businesses get online and thrive doing so. I am passionate about sharing my knowledge through content creation like this podcast, online classes and workshops, as well as through the services of my branding agency to help you develop your online systems. Think of this podcast as the place to get the latest advice, strategies, tips, news, and inspiration on building your brand online using the tools available to us, but most importantly, thought-provoking content to improve your mindset, to maximize on these tools, and put context to -to day-to-day developments in the online world of business with a little bit of tea edition facts and sass because I really want you to thrive online. So thank you so much for tuning in. Let's begin. Welcome everyone to another episode of Tea Time, the podcast. But on today's episode, this is a live recording happening over on Instagram. So if you're catching the live replay, thanks for watching. And if you're listening to this via the podcast or anywhere else, thanks for tuning in. And if you're here with us live, you know, comment, give us some hearts, give us some love, and let's just get started. And we're going to get started. I'm going to introduce Jalisa, and then I'll allow her to introduce herself formally. So I have Jalisa John here, the owner of several businesses. I consider her 
a serial entrepreneur. I really don't know how she juggles at all. And uh, I'm having her here on the show wearing her storytelling and content expertise hat. And she's going to dish all the tea and basically kind of give you all an opportunity to lead in on some of our conversations when it comes to the stuff that we see as all falls under my area of expertise, which is online business. All right. So Jalisa, without delay can go ahead and introduce yourself hi Cassia and shout out to everyone who's watching this live on Instagram right now as she said my name is Jalisa John I am a serial entrepreneur I own several businesses I started my first business about six years ago um, in 2014 and now I have two businesses with several micro businesses under those <laughs> businesses um, of brands yes well I have two brands but they're all based on my personal brand right so all things that i'm passionate about um i help brands create content on social media to tell their stories attract the right audience and build profitable relationships and today i'm really excited to be here on the tea time podcast this is my first time here right <laughs> i was supposed to mention that yes thanks for being here it's the first time i'm having julissa on my podcast and finally because this is long overdue but because like julissa is like a friend of mine and you know she's very special to me i wanted that when she comes on the podcast that it was like exactly what i wanted to be on a podcast to talk about and yeah it, the time just finally came and we're gonna dive into her area of expertise especially when it comes to instagram stories but my first question you kind of answered it already <laughs> first let's start with your story and how you got into business okay so i'm gonna take you guys way way back i think further than I've ever shared on any platform before. So when I was in secondary school, I knew I always wanted to become a fashion designer. So the plan was to finish CXC, go to Miami International University of Art and Design, study fashion, probably take a men mentorship under a designer and become my fa a fashion designer with my own brand, right? Um, so, I applied, I got accepted into the college, I wrote SATs and all of that. And the only thing that was missing was the financial support from my parents to actually attend this university. And because that was lacking, I was unable to attend. So I had to stay in Trinidad and I ended up enrolling into a local college called Custac. Um, and I really had no idea. At that point, I felt defeated. I was like, I don't really even care what I study. I just want to be studying something to just have something to do when the day comes. And so my boss at the time recommended that I actually study entrepreneurship and business management. So I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I started studying entrepreneurship and business management at Costat. And I think my third year into university, on my fourth year, I opened my first business, which is an online boutique called St. Peter Exchange, because I was thinking, okay, I can become a fashion designer. I love fashion, but at least I could sell clothes that I like, right? So that was the idea between, behind St. Peter Exchange. Now, after I launched St. Peter Exchange, I struggled like most new entrepreneurs do for about two years. 
And then I started getting the hang of it. I started using Instagram stories. Um, it had launched at that time. And I was creating content on Instagram. I was using Facebook to promote my business. And I started getting the attention of other business owners. And they just wanted to know, hey, who is your marketing team? Who is the person behind all of your stories and your content? And I was like, I am. <laughs> and so I started working one-on-one -on -one with other business owners to create Instagram stories and content for social media. And about a year after that, I publicly launched my second business, Jalisa John and Company, where I teach entrepreneurs how to create content to attract their ideal clients, build profitable relationships, and just expand their personal brand. So that's my story in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like so well, not rehearsed, but you have like such a good handle of your story that you can sum it up into like five minutes or less, which is excellent. But of course it's excellent as well. The storytelling expert, <laughs> right? And I mean, you're gonna like get more into the storytelling part, but one of the things I wanted to highlight though is that we kind of get on each other's nerves, but in like, not in a bad way, but in a sisterly love way, because we have so much similarities in terms of our journey. So like you, I wanted to go to like a fancy art school in New York, but finances. And I also ended up going to um, Costat as well. And we kind of just all go through this journey. And I think this is why like it's so important to share our stories because we feel as though our situation is unique, but you just never know who you connect with and who you resonate with. And of course, you will explore all of those aspects as we chat on the podcast. So let's dive straight into what people want to know about. So the mistakes. What are the mistakes you think people are making with their content creation for social media? There are so many. I mean, <laughs> um, do you want me to be specific with regards to Instagram stories or Instagram feed? I mean, there's so many ways um, you could go with this. I feel like we could start off with it, generally speaking, like what are the major pitfalls on a general aspect? And then we could segue into the specific areas. So like one for me, one of the notes is how much of an emphasis people put on creating content. And I feel like that takes up 75% of their time and effort, which is the creating the content, procrastinating the content, overthinking the content. And then it just kind of expires really quickly. The lifespan is very short. That's what I, that's one of the things I wanted to highlight, but you could highlight other things. Okay, so before we even get on to the lifespan of content, um, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make all the time is they just don't know what type of content to actually create when it comes to Instagram. And so you have a lot of business owners, they're creating accounts on Instagram and they're posting like flyers, right? Oh so every single post is a sale or a discount code or telling you to visit their website. And it's just like this big advertising channel for them. And yeah. I just want people to know that that is the biggest, biggest, biggest way to turn off people from your business. On Instagram, you want to attract people 
to your business and you can't attract people by being salesy and sleazy and always asking for the sale right I actually teach my students and clients that people come on Instagram to be inspired we don't really come on here with the intention of looking for things to buy it just so happens that the things that inspire us are the things we end up purchasing right. right and so i think that's the biggest mistake people don't know what type of content to actually create and once they do find out what type of content to create they get stuck in this sort of like hamster wheel of putting a lot of effort into their content which can be a good and a bad thing, right? I absolutely don't think that creating content is a waste of time because, of because um, there's a reason for creating content, right? You're creating content to educate your potential clients. You're creating content so that your followers convert into customers. You're keeping people engaged, et cetera, et cetera. What happens is people don't understand the life of content as you said so on Instagram your content lives for about 24 hours on stories and on the feed it lives for about 48 hours after mm -hmm. that no one really sees it unless they go to your profile and they're stalking you like April says she's stalking my profile right now <laughs> She's watching us live on Instagram. She says she's stalking my profile right now. Yeah. So people are not going to see your content unless they go to your profile after two, day, two days and scroll down, right? And so what you have to do is you have to put your content somewhere else where it's going to live longer or live forever. And I'm putting that in quotation marks because, I mean, wherever you put your content, it's not going to live forever. So you can put your content on like a blog on your website, right? To extend the life of your content. You can put your content on YouTube where it actually lives for months or years, right? What I actually do is at the end of the year, I usually sit down and I go through all of my Instagram posts, all of my YouTube videos, and I take all of the knowledge from those posts all the insights I shared and I put them into a digital product that I could then sell to people as an ebook, for example, so that they can download that and it lives with them forever. Right? So that's me extending the lifespan of my content. Oh, that's a good one. And it's actually something that you don't hear people talk about all the time. I like that. Yeah, because um, we always talk about the blogs, we always talk about YouTube and things like that. But by having your content in a book, it could live for a very long <laughs> time, right? Yeah, yes. So I'm glad you mentioned like the other ways that you could extend the lifespan, right? And I want to say something about that. And I see this all the time. Like People know this strategy because they're your clients. And, you know, you set up the website for the purpose of the complete system because social media is where you're supposed to meet people and network. But I find like people come to social media and they get stuck here. And we keep having to remind people that this isn't your platform. This isn't your playground. Things change. Anything can happen. And you are just not in control. So it's one piece of the puzzle. So it's like a networking event I like to explain to people. Like you're going out. 
getting exposed, meet new people, build relationships, engage, chat, whatever. But then afterwards, you want to take them to your place of business, which is your office. You're not going to sit there at the networking event and pull out contracts and checkbooks and like, actually sell right there, right? You take them back to your storefront and that's what your website is. But even if you're not like selling something, selling as in like actual transactional something, at least where your content is concerned, it should be living on your website as much as possible because that's where it's going to be indexed on Google. Now, before I go all off into that, my main frustration is that people come to me for that piece of the puzzle, but then they still come right back to social media and neglect their websites. And that same content that you're putting out, you could be putting that on your website as well and optimizing it to be discovered on uh, Google. And anywhere on the internet, because you can search for that. Just this morning, I wanted to repurpose a post, and it's like, I can't find this post. <laughs> because I have to remember and scroll all the way back to this post I, I do remember, and I just wanted to repurpose it for another social media platform. But I can't find it. I can't just go in the search bar and search a couple of the words from that post, and it comes up. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. And so that's why you have your content also living on your blog. So you could just go into your website and search and you'll find yeah. it. Right. So I actually want to explain why clients may come to you for a website and then go and spend all of their time on social media still. Right. So okay. you can build a website. When I had you on my podcast, we actually talked about your website being your home base. Right. right? It's where your brand or your business lives. It's yours. You pay for that URL. You pay for that domain every year or every month. That is yours. That's sort of like your mortgage, right? If you have made it this far in the episode, that means you are enjoying this episode or getting some value out of it. So now would be a great time to click pause, screenshot this podcast, and share to your Instagram stories or your favorite social media platform bonus points if you click the subscribe button and leave a review done okay great let's get back to the show yeah. <laughs> right so your website is yours your instagram page not so much your facebook page none of those profiles belong to you they belong to facebook right and what happens is you may have somebody who builds a website because they understand the importance of having a website and that home base but then they neglect the website because no one knows that the website exists. So you can have a website, but if you can't get people to come to it, then what's the point? And then so you use social media to actually promote your website. At least that's how exactly. you're supposed to be doing it, right? You're supposed exactly. to be using your social media to get people off of Instagram and mm -hmm. onto your website, right? So I actually want to use an example of when you did that blog on PayPal, how to get paid in Trinidad and Tobago, right? Mm -hmm. So you wrote a blog on your website and mm -hmm. you promoted that blog post on Instagram. Okay. Yes. Right? <laughs> so now your followers on Instagram, some of them would have visited your blog to read that blog post. And because you got that initial push from your social media followers, it would have increased your reach on Google. 
And so now Google is going to pick up that blog post and start showing it to more people who not on Instagram, but search on Google for how to get paid in Trinidad and Tobago through mm-hmm. PayPal. And so that's how it's supposed to work in like a perfect world. Yeah. But we have a lot of people, and I know it's not their fault because they just don't know better. They don't mm-hmm. know how everything is supposed to be connected. So they have a website, they have Instagram, they have a podcast, they have YouTube, they have all the things, but they don't understand how it's supposed to, to work together. To work together. And so my job as a coach and a, a teacher, a consultant, is to help people connect all of these things. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I made the point that social media, think of it as a networking event. It's to meet new people, nurture those relationships, but ultimately you want to build those build those relationships strong enough that you bring them over to your website. And even if they don't buy right away, at least they're consuming your content. They're coming back. And even if they're not coming back, you have to capture their information so that they get the information delivered straight to their inbox. So there's something that I learned um, a few years ago, and it's called Connect. Let me, let me check it out so I don't say the wrong way. It's Connect, Commit, Convert. So Connect is social media. You're making and building connections. Commit is where they come over to the website and they opt in. They may not buy right away, but they would get on your email list, download your freebie or whatever. But the point is they're opting into who you are and what you have to offer. And then convert is when they are ultimately buy eventually. And the thing is, people think that that's going to happen overnight and it doesn't happen overnight, which is why it's so important to capture people's information because even followers and people tap follow, it might be easier, but that's such a fleeting thing, you know, because someone could be a follower and still not see your stuff. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Cover all bases. Yeah, I definitely agree. And back to the point about website, right? Build it. I had a website when I first launched my business, Saint Heat Exchange, in 2014, and no one knew about it. So there was no traffic coming to the website, which means there were no sales coming in, right? Mm. And even though I was running Facebook ads and I had a presence on Instagram, the type of content I was posting was not enough to compel people to come over to my website, right? So what happened was in 2016, when Instagram launched stories, I realized that when people are on Instagram, they Mm -hmm. don't want to leave. (laughs) So telling them to go click the link in your bio, one even to swipe up if you have this yeah is not enough of an incentive to get them to go do it so i started using instagram to take my followers through all of the stages of the buyer's journey now the buyer's journey if you guys aren't familiar is basically the stages a consumer goes through before they actually open up their wallets and decide to buy from you right because i realized on Instagram, when people are scrolling, they just don't want to leave, right? So I said, okay, what I'm going to do on stories, I'm going to provide value. I'm going to answer questions. I'm going to provide tips, all of the things that you can find on a blog on my website. All of the information that you can find on my website, I'm going to actually put that on stories now, and I'm going to repeat it 
every single day and take you guys through this funnel until you're convinced enough to actually go click that link in my bio and come over to my website and purchase a product from me. And like I said, this was back in 2016. But again, it still works together because if it you still don't works have together. the website and you don't have those things to show them, you have no systems to support all your efforts on social. Yeah. yeah. And so what happened was in 2016, nobody else was doing this on Instagram stories. Nobody else was putting in this much effort. No. They were posting flyers. <laughs> everyone let me tell you at the time when instagram launched stories i remember it so well everyone was using stories to post hey instagram stories is dumb follow me on snapchat <laughs> and the reason why i was not one of those people posting follow me on snapchat was because i didn't have snapchat and i didn't like snapchat i, I didn't get the concept of being on another social media platform where i have to grow from zero and i already have followers on instagram you know what I mean? I was like, eh. I know exactly what you mean because <laughs> I wasn't one of those people that's actually thrilled and excited that I didn't have to go on Snapchat. The only thing I went on Snapchat for was for their filters. I'd make my stories over there, download them, bring them over to Instagram, pretty them up, and tell a story. Because I actually spoke about yeah. this um, about a year or two ago when you know it was all new and i was frustrated it seemed like why do people keep posting flyers like this defeats the whole purpose but i tap it i see a flyer it's one side and that's it that's not a story <laughs> yeah yeah and so the flyer at that time was follow me on snapchat and i was like listen i am going to revolutionize the way we use instagram stories i am not using instagram at the time i had like probably close to a thousand followers I was like, I'm not leaving a thousand followers to go on Snapchat to start from zero. So I'm using Instagram stories. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, for giving us a story feature. And on Mondays, I did a show on my Instagram stories called Trend Talk, where I would talk about trends. And of course, I would be wearing clothes and jewelry from my store. So mm. it was like a subtle plug to let people know if you like what I'm wearing, go click the link in my bio to buy it, right? But on top mm. of that, I was also sharing like frequently asked questions, right? I was answering the questions that my consumers may have had in their minds. And these questions would have provided like barriers or roadblocks preventing them from purchasing from me. So my job as a business owner was to show up and address those concerns, answer those questions, and also share social proof. Basically so also, all of these sales sections. Yeah, so I, I was also sharing like reviews from my existing customers. Oh, you got frozen for a bit. But you're back, I think. Are you hearing me good? Yes. Yeah, because it's for a bit there. Yeah, it did. Okay, so as I was saying, I was also sharing reviews from my customers and pictures of customers in my clothing and, and things like that. And what this did was it also lowered the objections for my followers mm -hmm. who weren't yet customers because they were seeing other people who were in my clothes. And then they have been more likely to go click that link and convert and buy from me. That's excellent. I'm just so glad that 
you know there was someone who saw the right way to do stories and you were able to capitalize in a gap where others weren't capitalizing <sighs> i swear you you picked all of my questions in the order like you actually are going through my questions without me asking them oh, so wow. my next question here <laughs> so my question would have been what should you be doing instead to be more strategic you answered that four would have been how to use instagram stories to sell here on instagram i think you just answered that um if my, you bad, have more people, to add, my bad people my bad if you have more to add well jump right in but my next question is um basically it wasn't really a question but no matter how well you sell on instagram you need systems to be efficient talk about your own journey when it comes to that oh wow <laughs> um as a business grows you would need mm -hmm. to incorporate certain things for example for me i'm trying to provide one-on-one -on -one training sessions now and i don't currently have the systems in place where i need to convert people properly like the conversion process is a little bit wonky right now so if people want to work with me they usually slide in my dms and i send them a link to my email and yeah I'm yeah i'm all done when i'm done <laughs> playing minecraft <laughs> yeah um so i'm realizing that i need to have a system in place for that right to just make uh -huh. it a lot more simple for people to convert if they're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching with me i'm also realizing that i need systems in place for my international um followers who want to attend a course with me and they can't like get on a plane and come to trinidad and attend a, a workshop right so for me having all those systems in place are really really important right now and i'm happy that cassia is the <laughs> system screen i am reamer from the branding queen to the system screen because literally every time i come to cassia and i'm like cassia how do i do this what app can i use what 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 plugin can i use and she <laughs> literally has all of the answers she knows every single tool that i should use to you to know get my one online on business one coaching up yeah everything on <laughs> screen you guys you see you see we're, we're here you know because i wanted to see if she was following my train of thought with that question because yeah this is where we try well not what we're trying to but this is where we differentiate how we're different from each other even though we're similar where she is one piece of the puzzle where that is social but then i have to like make it really clear that it's more than just a website it's a complete system for your online business and a lot of people kind of don't have any systems they think they do but everything is kind of like mismatch pieces that they're trying to put together but it doesn't work and that affects your customer experience and people mistake it a lot i wouldn't say they mistake it a lot but i'm known to be the branding queen but to elaborate on that it's about helping you brand your business online so
from the visuals to the online home and to the entire brand experience and how you set up your business and the journey that your customer takes from start to finish starting being seeing you visually and making a um, judgment of you based on your messaging based on how you look etc straight up until the sale which will happen over on your website that whole entire journey is is branding it's online business and that's where I come in so that is really the most of what I had in store if there's anything you wanted to share more on Instagram stories um, the last thing I'm going to ask you to is to basically go ahead and pitch. But before we get to that, I actually have a lightning round set of questions just for fun. <laughs> just for fun. Just for fun. No okay. So okay. I just have to like answer really quickly. So the first question is, what is one common myth about your profession or field that you want to debunk? Dish the teacher. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the myths that people have about social media coaching or social media marketing consultant is that we're not qualified or we're not professionally trained so like I told you guys I actually went to college and I studied business I studied entrepreneurship I studied marketing I have real world business experience in running several different types of businesses right um not because someone is in social media marketing it means that they just know how to use their phone to take pretty pictures it's way more than that and that's one of the myths that I would love people to get clear <laughs> because they don't value social media coaches or social media consultants because they just think oh that's somebody who's just like you know they, they know how to post on Instagram you know but it's way more than that it's also way more time consuming because it's it takes up all of your time but anyway Lightning round. What is your favorite aspect of running an online-based business? Freedom. Freedom to wear pajama pants, which I'm currently <laughs> wearing. <laughs> freedom to go play Minecraft with my son when I'm done. Just freedom to live life on my terms. Like today, I decided what I was going to do. You know, there's no boss hovering over me saying, hey, you have to do this and you have to do that. Right? It's all me saying, okay, yes to this and no to other things. So I love that aspect of being my own boss. Freedom. Most impactful book on your journey? Um, I read this book when I probably was like 15 or 14. And it's called, oh God, what is it called? It's a book that I reference all the time. And I'm drawing a blank. What is the book? Oh my god, is it is it the power? No. Jesus Christ. You should have given me these questions beforehand. I can't remember the name of the book, guys. I'm sorry. Um that's okay. I will link it in the Oh description. the secret. Okay. The secret. Yeah. Woo! We are safe. <laughs> <laughs> if there was one message you want listeners to take away from today's podcast, what would that be? Um, well, to just bring the point home, what me and Cassia really, really want you guys to understand is that you can have a website and you can have social media, but if you don't have a process, which is the thing that connects both of them, 
it's going to be really, really hard for you to get people off of your social media and onto your website. So you need to develop your and your systems to convert people from one place to the next. Basically to get people into your store. Yes, into your digital store, which is your website. Cool. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this recording, this episode. Thank you for being here. Now you can basically go ahead and tell people what you have for them. Show up and serve and just tell them where they could connect with you, the whole shebang. Okay, guys. Well, since we're on Instagram, let's start on Instagram. You can follow me at Jalisa John Company on Instagram. I also have a podcast called The First Step with Jalisa John, where I share a whole lot more about my journey as an entrepreneur and the lessons learned. You can also find me on YouTube. Today, I'm actually filming a vlog. So this is going to be on my vlog, guys. So you can find me at Jalisa John Laferry if you look on YouTube. Um, if you would like to learn more about Instagram stories, I have a planner that I created for business owners. You can check that out by going to the link in my bio on Instagram and clicking on digital planner and workbook. And yeah, that's Do you have it nearby? No, I actually have it in my room. I'll have to run go get it. But yeah, you can find it in the link in my bio, the digital version. The physical version will be back in September. Right now the cost is closed. But if you're listening to this in the future, just know that it's available on Amazon, the physical version of my content planner. And my boot camp, which is called the Instagram Business Boot Camp, will be back and it will be online. So anyone in the world can attend this course and learn how to use Instagram for their business. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, you're going to see this on the podcast. So... Thank you again, Shalisa, for being here. The rain just decided to start pouring down. So I hope the audio is not getting too messed up. But all in all, it was a fantastic episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys.